Hello everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Radio Intelliki. I am your humble host, Paul Lado, and tonight we are going through some stoic stuff for the second time. So remember, we have been doing um, some, some different stoic beliefs that might help you in your daily life. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but they certainly help me, and they certainly, uh, this last week has been a bitch of a week. So a lot of these things have really come into play in my mind to kind of get me through some of the shit that I have gone through. Uh, so this is part two of three. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's one. Um, so just quickly, stoic, stoicism is, is a philosophy that dates back to guys like Epictetus, Seneca, and uh, Marcus Aurelius back to ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Uh, and it was a thought of philosophy that really centered around aligning, uh, aligning yourself with nature. So I've, I've incorporated a lot of it into my life and it has certainly helped me, especially over the last year or so, probably a little bit more, um, as I've gone through some kind of, you know, later year kind of doubts and feelings and reevaluating life and things like that and what kind of a person I want to be. And so it's certainly helped me, so I hope it's helped you guys. Uh, as usual, the rules of engagement. Um, I don't do research. This is opinion-based podcasting. And I swear a lot. Fuck shit, ass, boobs. So if you got sensitive ears, this is probably not the right place for you. I've also got some awesome music, very eclectic music from all over the place. Something soft, something hard, something blue, something new. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys stay with me for the next hour, and uh, I'll be back soon. Whisper of two 
interventionist God But I know, darling That you do But if I did I would kneel down And ask him Not to intervene When it came to you Well not to touch a hair In your head Leave you as you are If he felt he had to direct you And direct you into my arms Into my arms Oh Lord Into my arms Oh Lord Into my arms Oh Lord Into my arms of angels Looking at you I wonder if that's true But if I did I would summon them together And ask them to over you Well to each burn a candle for you To make bright and clear your path And to walk like Christ in grace and love And guide you into my arms Into my arms Oh Lord Into my arms get straight into it. The first thought is called Speak Without Judging, and uh, Epictetus had this to say, someone bathes in haste, don't say he bathes badly, but in haste. Someone drinks a lot of wine, 
Don't say he drinks badly, but a lot. Until you know their reasons, how do you know that their actions are vicious? This will save you from perceiving one thing clearly, but then assenting to something different. He also wrote, uh, Generally, we're all doing the best we can. We are not privy to the stories behind people's actions, so we should be patient with others and suspend our judgment of them, recognising the limits of our understanding. This is an important one today, because with, with advent of things, once again, like... Uh, you know, social networking and so forth. We, we're very quick to fucking judge everyone, right? Without actually thinking that we got so much shit to judge ourselves. So, one of the, I guess, one of the tenets of stoicism is to persistently kind of work on viewing the world as objectively as feasible, right? Because this kind of helps in reducing the impact of our initial impressions which in turn kind of help us in avoiding shitty reactions, okay? So to that end, it's kind of useful to develop the habit as much as possible of removing opinion from our observations, both mental and verbal, right? When I meet someone, I try really hard to remember that this person is probably more similar to me than dissimilar. Right, they have the same kind of wants. They want some some freedom. They want food. They want shelter. They want safety. They want good things for themselves and and their family. And I kind of try to build a rapport that way. It doesn't always work because there's a lot of fucking dickheads out there, people. A lot of them. And I swear to God, I must have met most of them this week. But it is important to kind of remember that most of our reactions tend to be, you know. Uh, pretty much knee-jerk reactions to people. They say that within the first three seconds you kind of form an opinion of someone. I try to stay away from that. Remember, three seconds are just three seconds. You can't even take a piss in three seconds. Um, so, as an example, if if you see someone who might be inclined to judge as overweight, think instead of their exact weight, which is in fact rather than the judgment, right? It's, it, you're not judging someone for being overweight, you're just saying they're a big person. But better yet than that, kind of try and see them as a whole person with all their characteristics rather than one thing that you single out. Don't label someone as being overweight, just label them as being a person who's a big person, right? I often talk about malice. You can say that someone is fat, and that's factual. But what you can't say is that someone's a fat cunt because there is malice in that right? But at the same time, you can also just not think of that person as being fat. Just think of them as being a person, right? If you think that it's hot, focus on the temperature. Instead of saying, oh my God, it's it's hot, say, you know what? It's 35 degrees. If your back is killing you, right? Think of it as a sharp sensation as opposed to actually, you know, being painful. If your boss is an asshole, right? Think instead that he probably cares really deeply about the topic he's talking about, right? Because here's the thing that I've kind of learned probably a little bit too late in life. Judgment adds nothing but unhelpful emotions, right? It is far better for you to try and see the world as it is and kind of work from that. The second thing I want to talk about is called educate by example. And again, Epictetus said this, on no occasion call yourself a philosopher, nor talk at large of your principle amongst the multitude, but act on your principles. For instance, uh, at a feast, do not say how one ought to eat, but eat as you would, right? So if you want to help other people, 
Telling them about the great truth that you have found, the one they didn't find, is probably the worst fucking way to do it, right? It's arrogant, and it kind of puts you in a position as some kind of enlightened guru with private access to wisdom that others don't, and everyone should bow down before you. We are not special, right? Tyler Durden in Fight Club said it, right? We're not, there's nothing special about us. We all have good things that we're good at and bad things that we're bad at. But I don't think of someone as being better than me or worse than me. I just think of someone as being someone, right? If I can learn from them, cool. If they can learn from me, cool. But in no way are they better or worse than me, right? The wisdom of your kind of teachings, in inverted brackets, um, it's, it's not really apparent coming out of your mouth as it would be as if they looked at what you do. Remember, you are not your thoughts, okay? <coughs> Excuse me, you are your actions. So judge people by their actions, not their thoughts, not their words. Okay? <coughs> Excuse me. If you want someone to kind of, or if you want to teach someone how to avoid letting their emotions overcome them, be like a super zen chill dude. Okay? Uh, if you want to teach someone the wisdom of kind of silence, just shut the fuck up right so lead by example okay if you take happiness from from what you are and what you do then you have no need to convince others of how smart you are okay if you consider it your duty to share what you've learned understand that an unwilling audience is unlikely to benefit from what you're trying to teach them if they perceive that you're a smart person, they'll ask for your help, right? I know a dude that walks around the office constantly asking people if they want him to mentor them. It's just fucking stupid, dude. Just follow your path, right? If people see something that they like, they'll approach you. They'll ask you for it, okay? If they don't, you can't force it on them, right? Because if you do, any, any effort that you make will only kind of prove that you aren't as smart as you think you are so instead focus like on your own actions on on your strengths and just set an example for others right uh, if you avoid being a pretentious shithead and having this massive eagle ego then people will come to you right you'll be able to make your point in just by basically being who you are being a good person all right, I'm going to play a couple more songs and we'll be back with a few more of these wonderful tidbits. Well, I wanted something 
right, we are back. I hope you guys are enjoying the music, as I certainly am. So uh, today we're going through some more stoic kind of philosophies and things that you can perhaps integrate into your life and make your life a little bit better. And the next one we're going to talk about is called Practicing Discomfort. And uh, Seneca wrote, Set aside a certain number of days during which you shall be content with the scantiest and cheapest fare, with coarse and rough dress, saying to yourself the while, if is this the condition that I feared? He also wrote, difficulty strengthen the mind, a labor does the body. It's an interesting thing, right? Because we all, as a society, try to run away from discomfort. Yet I've kind of found that discomfort strengthens you, right? It, it's not when you're this kind of fucking you know, armchair quarterback where you are completely comfortable that you find what kind of person you really are. It's when shit has gone wrong. It's when your partner has left you. It's when you've lost your job. It's when you've got some asshole screaming at you on the train. How you handle those situations, that's going to make you a, a, perhaps a better person or a worse person in some cases. But resilience is this kind of huge part of stoic practical philosophy, right? The idea is that intentionally subjecting yourself to inconvenience and minor pains will kind of better prepare you to take on the challenges of real things, real big problems. Uh, the Stoics and you know other Greek schools of philosophy were would famously do things like hug cold statues in the morning or walk about in really uncomfortable, shitty clothing to build mental scar tissue because they believed if one could develop the habit of dismissing minor annoyances or differences of no consequence, how much harder would it be to dismiss the major ones, right? To view them without fear. And like the sage in training, for example, would practice discomfort in minor ways whenever possible. Uh, you know, they drink nothing but water one day. Um, they walk outside on a chilly day without, you know, layers of clothing to get a taste of what the weather feels like. Um, for people like us, it might be parking on the other end of the parking lot and taking the long way in. It might be using the stairs instead of the elevator, right? It might be to go a day without food, right? It might be to turn the hot water down in the shower or turn the air conditioning off in the house. If you get an itch, right, metaphorically or otherwise, just kind of let it be. Um, because all of these little tests, they'll strengthen your mind like a muscle, right? and hopefully it'll kind of fortify you when real tests and real challenges come along. It's interesting because we're just so fearful these days of suffering any kind of discomfort that we've become so easily broken, so easily smashed around. The littlest thing gives us a knock. Someone says words to us and we run out crying. It's a fucking nightmare, right? Harden up. Uh, what's the saying? Take a teaspoon of cement and harden the fuck up. We really need to do that. Um, our next kind of saying is, is seek your own approval. And Marcus Aurelius said, uh, often I marvel at how men love themselves more than others, while at the same time caring more about what others think of them than, they, than that which they think of themselves. And Epictetus said, if you ever happen to turn your attention to externals, so as to wish to please anyone, be assured that you have ruined your scheme of life. 
Be contented then in everything with being a philosopher, and if you wish to be thought so likewise by anyone, appear so to yourself, and it will suffice you. I, I'm constantly fucking amazed at how willing people generally are to put their happiness, their sense of worth, and their peace of mind in the hands of others. Right? There's a really cool Will Smith video on YouTube where he talks about him and Jada kind of saying that you cannot make, you cannot make another person happy, right? Uh, you can make them smile, uh, you can make them laugh, but you cannot make them happy. Your happiness is your own business, right? But so many people tell themselves that they cannot be happy unless uh, that one, someone loves them or that they have the approval of others. This is us seeking external validation for who we are, right? People strive, and I'm telling you now, they strive in vain to get the validation that they crave from other people. They spend their whole lives wondering why others refuse to give them the acceptance they need uh, to a point where they get resentful, right? Now, I'm going to tell you guys this, and I know this from experience. They have chosen a path that does not lead where they want to go. There is nothing, nothing outside of you to make you happy. Everything that you need to be happy is inside of you. You can buy all the TVs you want, all the fucking Bugattis you want. You can have all the girlfriends you want. You can do all that shit. Nothing's going to make you happy because you need to tell yourself what your happiness is and then you need to go get it, right? The sense of fulfillment that we all seek is not something that someone else can give us. It comes from our own actions and from our own judgments, right? It's the natural reward for virtuous acts, for living up to our own standards and acting according to the values that we love and that we hold dear, right? It's ours to have if we choose to. Because all we need to do is live our lives as the best people that we possibly can be. And I guarantee you, you will be happy, right? No one else can know what you have overcome to get where you are. They can't know if the efforts that kind of lead you or led you to your outcomes were a triumph over adversity or a cakewalk. They can't look at you and see the path that you have that you have walked to get where you are. Did you fight against temptation or did you just fucking phone it in, right? Did you stick to the, your values even though they were unpopular or did you just go with the flow? Did you sweat and struggle? right to get where you are or did it just come naturally was it inherited you know did did you accomplish something meaningful to you given your values and your weakness or did you just do something that looks good from the outside was it about you or was it about how the world perceives you here's the thing right if you want happiness you have gotta stop looking for it in other people right you really have to set your own standards and you've just got to work on them every day and strive to meet them. There is nothing anyone else on the planet can do to help you reach your goals, right? Because really, for you, you are the only one that matters. All right, I'm going to play a couple more songs and uh, we'll be back soon.
Same way 
heard you say you weren't born of a blood. I know we're the crooked kind, but you're crooked too, boy and a child.
I'd like to do some shout outs to some of our wonderful show sponsors. Tracks Restaurants at 533 Nepean Highway, Bomb Beach, and 627 Nepean Highway, Karam. Um, I heard a little birdie told me that uh, Jeff, the owner of Tracks, might be thinking of setting up the um, Karam one as an American barbecue joint, so I'm keen to eat some of that. But right now, uh, Tracks Restaurants, awesome. They got uh, Monday night, Wednesday night, Palmer night, Thursday night, steak night, somewhere between 20 and 25 bucks. Go down there, say hi to Jeff and Casey. They've got a new bub, so God knows if they'll be there probably trying to get some sleep and eat some awesome food also the salt and pepper calamari awesome um ozpit minders your trusted pit care alternative at ozpitminders.com.au or call mr kevin spencer on 04 the dude does it all dog walking pet transport waste removal feeding and watering medications if you go away he does bins in and out security checks turns your lights off and on brings in your mail he does it all, so reach out to him on 04888-69738 or go to ozpetminders.com.au. My homeboy, Ivan at doobsis.com, D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com, web and application development. Dude's now into security. Awesome. Happy to hear it. Welcome aboard, bro. He does the entire software development, lifecycle design, development, deployment. Uh, he does uh, new websites, he customizes existing websites, he does plugins and API development, um, he does multi-platform application development in PHP, JavaScript, search engine optimization, pretty much anything that you want done with web and application development, he's your man. And the dude will do anything for anyone around the world, so go to doobsys.com and check him out. Uh, Cruz PT, C-R-U-Z-P-T on Facebook, my little brother, Phil the Cruz, um, awesome trainer, awesome fighter. If you want to get fit and incorporate martial arts into your routine, he is your guy. He's also got some super awesome uh, stuff on Instagram, some of his training videos. So by all means, reach out to Cruz PT, C-R-U-Z. PT for personal training on Facebook and of course Screaming Fire BJJ my own uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Academy on Facebook uh, we are always taking on new people for our 16 week uh, empowerment through BJJ self defense don't have to have any experience don't have to be fast, don't have to be strong just have to know what to do come and learn how to defend yourself so I've got a couple more stoic kind of principles to talk to you about and the first one is called enjoy the silence Epictetus wrote let silence be a general rule or say only what is necessary and in few words we shall however when occasion demands enter into discourse sparingly avoiding such common topics as gladiators horse races athletes and the perpetual talk about food and drink above all avoid speaking of persons either in the way of praise or blame or comparison now this one is kind of hard and easy for me because I don't often talk about gladiators and I don't often talk about horse races. So in that part, I'm, I'm good, I'm solid. But I can be a little bit of a blabbermouth and so it's taken me a while to kind of shut up and just listen to people. It's a skill like any other skill. So sometimes one of the things that I've had to learn is that when there's an uncomfortable pause in a conversation, just let it be, right? Um, when you're bored or you're, or you're reaching for something witty to say, don't. There's nothing wrong with just letting quiet stand. 
John Travolta, Uma Thurman, Pulp Fiction, Uncomfortable Silences, right? In social kind of settings where participation is expected, you know, by all means, talk, right? Uh, It's only out of place if it's like used as a a cry for attention or a cry for, oh, you know, look at me, look at me. And we're all so fucking look at me these days. It's not funny, right? So what I've been trying to do is kind of just answer all questions succinctly and with a smile, all right, and make some appropriate responses and kind of grease the wheels of communication. So um, try not to pay out on other people. That's hard for me because sometimes I just want to tell fuckers what they're all about. But I'm also one of those guys that's more than happy to say it to the person themselves, right? When it's your turn to kind of talk about a topic, make it focused on something, you know, but try not to obsess over yourself. It's not a me, me, me. Just try to learn to converse. People don't know how to converse anymore. It's fucking crazy. So when your words come, right, kind of let them come because people want to hear them, right? Use them sparingly and consider, right? If you've got something to say, say it. If you don't have something to say, just shut the fuck up. More people should. The last one we're going to talk about tonight is called Hold On Loosely. And again, Epictetus said, in the case of, a, of particular things that delight you or benefit you or to which you have grown attached, remind yourself of what they are. Start with things of little value. If it's China you like, for instance, say, I am fond of this piece of China. When it breaks, then you won't be disconcerted. When giving your wife or child a kiss, repeat to yourself, I'm kissing a mortal, then you won't be destroyed if they are taken from you. This is a really hard one, and I came very late to this in my life, which is holding on too much. Some of you may or may not know that I had some control issues, and it's taken me a long time to get past those, um, because it really had a negative impact in my life, right? It's really tough for a lot of people. It goes against much of what we are taught from birth about kind of holding on tightly to those we love. But to people like the Stoics, such attachments were attached to things outside your control, right? You can and even should love good people in your life, but you always have to be prepared to carry on without them. Things end, relationships, people die, Houses burn down, cars break down, stuff comes to an end. And we hate change, so we try to keep things as stable as we can. But the reality is we can't. Most stuff is outside our control, right? So we kind of need to understand that and prepare for the fact that not everything will last forever. And understand that when something dies, we don't die ourselves necessarily. We have to carry on. It's hard. And visualization tends to kind of help here. If this was to happen, how would I feel? What would I experience? How would I overcome it? Epictetus also said, um, never save anything. I have lost it, but I have returned it. Is your child dead? It is returned. Is your wife dead? She is returned. Is your estate taken away? Well, and is not that likewise returned? But he who took it away is a bad man. What difference is it to you who the giver assigns to give it back? While he gives it to you to possess, take care of it. But don't view it as your own. 
just as travelers view a, a hotel. So, it's an interesting thing, isn't it, to, to think that we never actually own anything, that things are only, you know, borrowed for a short period of time, okay? The important thing to also understand is to enjoy the time you have with those people, with those things, because time is fleeting, fuckers. It's really fleeting. One minute things are there, next minute they're gone. But if you've at least had a chance to put your best foot forward and be the best person you can, while at the same time enjoying that time together, then you'll be okay. You'll understand that things come and things go, and you won't be as distraught as you think you should be. I'm going to play a couple more songs and uh, I'll be back soon to close off the show. Sounds all shiny and nobody 
we are back and we've reached the end of the show and I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, we spoke a lot today. Gave you guys a lot of food for thought. So I hope you guys go away and have a think about some of the things I said and try and incorporate them into your life. Understand that implementing philosophies like this is hard. You've been programmed certain ways, especially if you're a little older like me and it's kind of hard to move things around, to try different things. But if it'll help you, then you'll make the effort. You'll have the willpower to move forward. I'm going to be back next week with our final chapter on Stoic philosophy. So I hope you guys join me, and I hope you guys have been getting something out of this. Um, try to be good to each other. Try to be good to yourselves in the coming week. And uh, remember who loves you. Uncle Paulie loves you. So I look forward to seeing you guys again. Deuces.
send me a sign, let me know Give me a time, a place I should go Reach inside, watch me grow See me rise Scene of the crime, star of the show If you were mine, then we would know The peace of mind and seeds that we sow Are intertwined